season two. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> we were on hiatus. Did you miss us? Yeah. Well, maybe we were just thinking, reflecting on the things we got <laughs> wrong. <laughs> I'm always reflecting on it. And I was reflecting on how annoyed I am that nobody's apologizing to me for anything. Like, why am I wandering around saying sorry to everyone? And everyone's like, okay, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You do think when, when you apologize, you're like, and? you're terrified. <laughs> right. Uh huh. Do you have I'm anything ready? you want to say? And nobody it goes. Nope, nothing. No, that is not happening. So I had I have to make peace with that. Yeah, but I feel like it might be a very good. I don't know. Kind of like somehow related to our first topic that we're talking about, which is trolls. Yes, Brain because Candy forty three was that episode? I believe 43? so. Yes, forty three. Okay. We talked about trolls. Mm-hmm. I was just watching a, a Jordan Kepler, you know him from The Daily Show. He does oh, yeah. a lot of the interviews with Trump supporters. Yeah. And he will be talking about, like, so, yeah, you believe, like, we got to respect women. That's what we do in this country. I really respect women. And the person's like, yeah, totally. Meanwhile, he's wearing a shirt that says, like, fuck Hillary, like Hillary sucks, but not as bad as Monica or something like that, or not as good as Monica or something. And it's like totally offensive and, and against women. And, (laughs) and, and he like doubles down and and Jordan Kepler says, yeah, man. And they can't even see the irony in it. Right. And he's like, no. And and it's just gets funnier and funnier that you can hold a mirror up to people who are doing things and they, they will, they don't even know that they are guilty of the same themselves. Mm-hmm. So they're not self-aware. Or yeah, yes, that is a way to say In that. my case, maybe it's like they didn't do anything wrong. I'm just an asshole to everybody and nobody is one to me. It's possible. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't think that's possible. I think we're all assholes every now and then. Okay, that's good. Well, and I'm And waiting. I think most people are not self-aware and they justify it's hard to be in right in the middle of that like have a healthy relationship with that (laughs) because it tends to be one extreme or the other (laughs) because that is what i like work with you know as a therapist it's like people who like are over apologizers and takers yes yeah Mm -hmm. and we've got to find the the happy medium well you know what i am very good at i will say is if somebody does apologize to me i am great at receiving that and being like, yeah. oh my gosh, it's totally fine. No yes. problem. Let's move on. That's a yeah. nice trait. That's a very good trait. And good actually, like moving on. I mean, mostly because I forget. Because I... <laughs> Yeah, you're great at moving on. Yeah. It was <laughs> funny. I just did an episode of, the, of This Changes Everything where we had Eli on. And Eli also said that I was a terrible liar. And I was like, this, oh, this is, this is good for me. This is... The, I... I like I hear Susie say that, and I said that, but like now I have multiple sources that say, "Oh yeah, you're bad at this." Do you and so th- that's why I don't. <laughs> is your argument that the reason that you're not 
good at lying is because like you can't keep the facts straight like well i thought it was because i was just a genuine honest person but turns <laughs> out it's what you said <laughs> like you get mixed up like what did i tell yeah them? i'm like uh-huh. i don't remember what the lie was we're gonna just go with the truth that's safer yeah. also just as interesting right that's true okay yeah. yeah well i like that he said that that's funny yeah, yeah. okay yeah so the brain candy episode was on trolls mm-hmm. and the context was what people online saying mean stuff. Yeah. You know, so it was interesting to listen back to an episode when I was just fresh off of a challenge. I was but in, it hadn't aired yet. It hadn't aired yet, but we knew the outcome. We so did. it was almost like I was saying everything about the challenge with like this, like little wink, wink, like, like smirk on my face. I could hear it in the I'm like, oh, get ready, folks. Like, I I still can't believe. It feels very surreal when I think about that whole time. Like, good Lord, what happened there? But, you know, being on the challenge and that being a time in my life where I was heavily involved in all that goes on in that challenge world, Mm -hmm. you, of course, open – and when you're in the public eye, you open yourself up to – criticism and public scrutiny and and comments from the fucking peanut gallery like it doesn't matter if you try to do the best it doesn't matter if you are an asshole it doesn't matter if you are the nicest person it doesn't matter if you say mean things don't say mean things people will find a way to troll the fuck out of you and it it was a really interesting episode to listen back to because it was at a time that was before a lot of the, uh, I, I would say before the, the, I don't know, like things really got nasty in public spaces online. Yeah. Uh-huh. I feel like that's ramped up and become almost more commonplace. We were defining the term troll mm-hmm. on the show and we were both like, oh, so like what it, you know. Like, what is that even? Like this, and didn't even, at at that point, during that episode was when we had the realization that people are, what they really are after is just attention. Yeah. And like we said that you, we had talked about, we both had that experience with the one troll who was like saying mean things. And then we were both like, wow, we changed her mind in a half an hour when really like we're fucking idiots where we're like. We didn't change her mind. We gave her exactly what she wanted. And she was like, feed me, feed me. And we gave her food. Now she's like, oh, I'm not hungry anymore. Like that. Yeah, I love you girls. Right. That's, yeah. we're like sh- surprised. Now I, I, I couldn't even believe what a, a flip there's been in my feelings on this. On that episode, I remember asking you what, what types of comments do you get under your skin? And now I'm trying to remember what you said, but I think they were ones that were, that had the facts incorrect. The ones that were just flat out wrong where it would be, uh, the one that I think I got really upset about was when somebody said that I quit the final on cutthroat. And I said, I did not quit. I was medically disqualified against my will and wishes. And I got really defensive, but that's exactly what they want. It's the same what what they are seeking is to get a rise out of you. This is the same. This is like the annoying thing that the teacher said where they're like, oh, yeah, they're doing that because they like you. And yeah. which is like. Ugh. 
Right. They get some sort of chemical. Yeah. Whenever it's it's a arousal. Them. Arousal is arousal is arousal. It doesn't mean it doesn't matter whether it's worked up. Like it's just emotionally heightened, emotionally aroused. Like not sexually aroused, emotionally. Yeah. Aroused. They just light your brain right up. Yes. That's I, it. I know one thing though is that no happy person, no content peaceful person writes dumb shit online. hundred percent true. I, I, the top and listening back to this episode, I was not happy or content and I was answering back to the trolls. Yeah. I am happy and content now. Susie, guess how often I answer to the (laughs) trolls? Zero. Never. Never engage. I cannot believe what a 180... Like, you and I switched roles on this. Mm. You Easy. were in this article saying... Or article. It's not an article, but I didn't read it. Episode. <laughs> in this episode, you were like... Uh, it didn't bother me. I don't Yeah, care. you're like, yeah, yeah, I don't engage. I don't even... You think it bothers me now, though? I don't uh, think it No, that's not... I don't think it bothers you now, but I think that... Oh, you know, maybe I took it more as... Not necessarily people that are trolling you, but people who are demanding your attention. Oh, okay. Which kind of felt similar to me. Oh, I see. Yeah, because we do have... We love our audience, but there is always going to be, in a huge group, there's always going to be one or two who sort of take advantage or... Yeah, or like the people who like write in and are like, you said this wrong, you did this wrong, da-da-da-da, and like feeling like like you need to like defend yourself or or speak and i want i'm like no that's another form of trolling that's to me. true that's true yeah you're much better at being like that's not no, she's don't respond who cares yeah yeah but in terms of like just random people saying mean things no, to me online, you don't i don't give it no, no 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 i put it yeah that was what i think what as i was listening i kind of because i used to care a lot like i used to jump on there and be like oh <gasps> That's not what I said. That's not what... And I'm like, why am I doing that? Who gives a fuck if this basement dweller doesn't think that I finished? Like... Yeah. I it, Could you imagine caring? That's why... We talked about this in our live last week, but we were talking about a particular cast member who's constantly... It's Wes. He's constantly... Yeah, I was just going to say, just say it. Why are we, like, protecting this person who's so open about... how he is and he's always saying how great he is how smart he is how handsome he is all this stuff because i believe it haunts him that he doesn't have he he doesn't feel like he's proven himself outside of the show and i feel like you and i have both done that in you know over time and so there's no i don't have anything to prove yeah take it or leave it. This is all I got. And I feel like you have that same sense. And it's sad to think that we live in a world where we have to prove something in that way or we have no value. Yes. You must show yourself worthy of what? That's bullshit. I know. It is. (sighs) That is worsened after being on the show though. That's something everyone deals with, but it is worse in the public eye. I do see a shift. There's a lot of information coming out. A lot of my friends who are parents to like toddlers and and young kids are seeing a lot of stuff talking about changing the language that you praise children with 
instead of being praising achievement, praising effort. Mm. And so it's like, you tried so hard. Like you worked so hard at this rather than, oh my God, you did the best. You achieved like, you know, praising the accomplishment. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I'm hoping that maybe that, that will help. I don't know a little bit, but that's the, that's the counter to this. In today's pump club newsletter, it was about the idea of um, not putting all your eggs in one basket. Like Mm. if you hinge your personality on being a bodybuilder or being a reality star or being whatever, and something happens, maybe you get injured and you can't do that anymore or whatever, or you get old and you're not beautiful anymore, whatever. Yep. Then it's like, you're nothing. Yes, Susie. Or you're a mom and your kids go to go graduate or go to school or like leave the house. What are you? Yes, we need to be. Yes. And the person, Wes, I don't think he's done that yet. Everything hinges on the success of television and his. Maybe that'll change with the, with the kid. Lordy, I hope so. Maybe that'll, maybe he'll, he'll realize that, that. You know, it's. Well, I hope so because like, he's living a, an illusion right now. Yeah, it's it's, and we don't need to. Uh, you know, but I I will say like in, not in his defense, but an interesting thing that I noticed in listening back to that episode when I was fresh off of the challenge, is how my mind still worked in a challenge sort of way where I still considered my, well, this is, this is social, uh, uh, like hierarchy and safety and, and protection of like the self in a group. Like that is a group that I am looking for acceptance or at least was looking for acceptance and to belong to. Yeah. And my belonging in that group, how I fit into that group determined my outcome in those situations, whether I made money and survived or whether I was eliminated. Mm -hmm. And so when you break things down to that very like primal, like almost sounds like we're like chimpanzees, like in a Mm -hmm. troop, like I want to be the I don't know, yeah, number you don't one. Want to be an outcast. Yeah, I don't want to be the outcast who then they like rip the limbs off of and like beat with, like beat them with, you know? Yeah. I don't want that. So you do things, you act differently, you you play into these games, these mm-hmm. these it's very strange. Like when I listened back and I was even describing I don't know if it was like relationships on the challenge or something. I was like, oh, that, wow. I'm so glad that I don't think like that anymore. That you really have to, it changes your brain when you feel like your position in a group is at risk. Mm -hmm. And you maybe do things that are out of character or extreme. I feel like we've both changed a lot though. And it's weird how, because we are able to listen back it's easy to see but i don't feel like i've changed so much but when i listen back i'm like oh that's a different gal a different (laughs) i'm like gosh like she kind of got on your nerves a little bit yo old susie did yeah old susie's a little bit much 
What did you think? What did you think? Well, was- specifically in the the following episode, number 44, about race, I was like, cool your jets, lady. We get it. You're not racist. Like, oh, really? You and I were like, I, I was like, Sarah, choir. say black. It's not a bad word. <laughs> it's not African-American. Why would tiptoe around that? It's only, uh, it seems like that because of how society has set things up to make it seem like you could say a white person, but you can't say a black person. Like, get over that, Sarah. Mm-hmm. Learn. Yeah, <laughs> we were just very sanctimonious and sort of yeah. like, we, we agree with each other. So then it's like boosting each other's uh, ego and like validating each thing. I'm like, we get it. You don't want to discriminate. Right. Tone it down. Yeah. Shush, white lady. Shush. Um, but okay, just going back to um, the one about trolls. Yes. Yes. There was a conversation. I don't know why it stuck out to me, though, about like filters and... Oh, yes. What was yes. the deal about that? Yeah. I We were talking about... Uh, about like using fil- like somebody made a comment about like you using filters and like oh yeah like but you use a bunch of and you're like oh I'll use them all like like give me the Barbara Walters filter is I like never that. use I never use a filter but I do have that sense of like everything is fake on my entire mm-hmm. body like and I'm not pretending that it yeah. is all mine or something but anyway I just wondered like has your opinion. I don't care if people use them, but some people really hate. My opinion on filters has changed. Tell me what your opinion is. When I go back in, like I was like cleaning out my photos a while back and I was like cleaning out the selfie, you know how they organize it into selfies and I was like getting rid of a whole bunch. I had a bunch of pictures and they were, especially during the pandemic, which kind of makes sense Mm, that were filtered photos that I was like, oh, that's a cute photo. And then I click on it. I was like, Who's she? Who's she? <laughs> so, right. Like, that is not. I don't even. I don't even believe that. Like nobody's gonna believe that one. That's insane. And uh, so I, I can see the ridiculousness of it. Mm-hmm. But I think there's also when it first came out, something that's like exciting. You want to try oh, yeah, it's it. Fun. Yeah. And interesting. Yeah. Like it's 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 so crazy to watch. When something new comes out, we we get really excited about it. New piece of technology. We also talked about, I think it was the next one, or maybe this one, about like AI. Yeah. And how like AI, I think it was the next one that became yeah. racist. Uh-huh. But you can see how we hop on things and we're like, ooh, that's fun. And then we're like, ooh, actually... A little bad. <laughs> like, right, right. Back. Like, yeah. And, and where we okay, are now. Okay, so maybe you feel like that about the filters. Yeah, yes. Uh-huh. I felt like we hopped on it. Yes, thank you. We hopped on it at first. And we're like, oh, that's interesting. That's fun. And then now I'm like, oh, no, that is false advertising and not okay, what I want to okay. present. And I do understand that argument. Um, but I guess I feel like, are we not all in agreement that your phone is not real life? Right, like, we are. Are you falling be. for that? Are you people thinking I need to look like Kim Kardashian's pretend self? Right, and they're always filters. Right, there's like, everything: plastic everything. surgery, makeup, filters. What do yes. you call it? Photoshop, whatever. Yes, it's it, and that's sort of what they their thing. It's almost like an art. Yeah, 
I'll that never forget like when we saw Heidi Klum at the MTV Movie Awards. Yeah. I was like, nothing I know is real. Why? You didn't Everything think she looked nice? Facade. She looked She looked beautiful, regular. But she looked regular and she mm-hmm. smelled like cigarettes. <laughs> that really bothers you. It really does. I'm Because so people funny. think... Because of the the... If you took two people, Heidi Klum and somebody from the wild and wonderful whites of West Virginia, mm-hmm. and you put them in a booth, like a blind, like blind, you know, you can't see them. And you're like, which one is Heidi Klum? You're not going to guess the one that smells like cigarettes. <laughs> right. Okay. And then so, when you're like, surprise, it's a Heidi Klum, mm-hmm. or they both smell the same. It, like, to me, it's like, we're all just people. Okay. We're all just Heidi Klum's reeking of cigarettes. I guess I just want us all to get there faster. Like, and just it know says that. like the human, like, like she was recently uh, 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 in the news for talking about like a restrictive diet, which is like, yeah, I did see how that. the fuck do you think she looked like? Yeah. Duh. And, yeah. and it's like, yeah, but she's also doing this other thing. Like, so. How, I think it's funny though how remember how we re- used to all get annoyed when models would say, "Oh, I eat whatever I want. I just have great genes," and I would yeah. be like, "Bullshit!" Yeah. But now they're basically like, "Yeah, I fast uh, for eighteen hours a day," and yeah. and then people are like mad about that, right? I'm I got yeah, bad news for you. I think we're we're mad that the answer for yeah. how you get like that is unhealthy, mm-hmm. and we want to think that. This is somehow attainable because the beauty industry has sold it to us that if only we work hard enough, we can look like this, but then we're also supposed to be really healthy and like take care of ourselves at the same time. And those two things are not like, you could be strong, Mm -hmm. but as soon as I start working out and take care of myself, I gain 20 pounds and I don't fit into any of my clothes and that is healthy for me. And that's like, according to, you know, if like you ask other people, they'd be like, (gasps) oh. That's bad. Mm-hmm. Or like, that's not a desire. Like, that's can't, not what we've been told. Win. Right. Um, well, we could win if we take next Evo Naturals. Well, I'll at least chill out. <laughs> I, I, this is a, something we talk about on my other podcast a lot on this change everything, but I, only because my co-host on there hates camping. And so it gets extra funny to talk <laughs> yeah. about this. This is my go-to. I'm about to go on a camping trip and we usually, they're about three hour drives and I get really antsy on a drive. I know because of my foot. I can watch my foot, and it is like has a life of like, its own, a mind like, of its own, like bouncing up and down. I can't stop moving it, and I can just tell that I'm like I got the wiggles. Like I can't sit still. So I need something that's going to mellow me out, but mm-hmm. also like keep me focused and not make me like loopy you don't and vegetate. like not, yeah, yeah yeah right or fall asleep because like right. i gotta be a good passenger a good co-pilot yes and uh so next evo is the, is the way to go and i i pop it right before we head out and i could watch my foot go from super bouncy <laughs> to, <chill laughs> to normal yes. so see they are cbd gummies that you can take for stress, like Sarah's describing, mm-hmm. or you could take the sleep ones mm-hmm. um, if you want to get get some Z's in. And it's uh, clinically tested. They're delicious. There's no like hempy, weird aftertaste. It's just a yummy little gummy. Yeah. 
And uh, it has smart sorb technology, so it gets absorbed four times better than most oil-based products. Upgrade to better natural solutions from Next Evo Naturals. Go to nextevo.com and use promo code WRONG to get 25% off. That's 25% off at nextevo.com, promo code WRONG. I took the sleep one when we were on our flight to Croatia. Mm-hmm. And it worked so well. And then I was so mad because we were flying business class. And I was like, I wanted to relax, not fall asleep. And I fell asleep and I was out. I was out. And then I was like, I didn't even get to it. I only watched one movie. Yeah. Right. I missed a meal. (gasps) I know. Tragic. I know. But I had good sleep. So what else? All right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyways. Don't blame the next Devo. I know. All right. Yeah. Okay. So filters. Then I wanted to talk about. Um, oh yeah. You talked in that episode. Well, Johnny bananas is sort of like our resident troll. Yeah. That's sort of his thing. And so we talked about the, your relationship with him and that is so interesting knowing that you had, you knew what happened on rivals three. Oh yeah. And you're talking about him, but you can't say what happened. Oh yes. That is where I, I feel like I had like a smile on my face. Like, and like, what mm. were you feeling at that time? Just that he was evil? That he uh more so that it, it was that feeling of satisfaction like he got one over on me. Mm-hmm. That he was experiencing. And I was imagining that that somebody that I'm the fool and somebody is like you know you know that I don't know, like like maybe like stereotypical image of of like the evil villain like laughing in his pile of money like mm-hmm. like that felt like what was going on and then like just feeding me a bunch of bullshit lines about like no it's fine like don't worry i'll take care of you or like it's it, and it's like how long am i gonna keep believing this asshole mm-hmm. like at what point is it like shame on me He's another example, though, of someone that I know is not happy and has this persona that seems, like, arrogant and egotistical and, like, whatevs. But, you know, when he's hanging out in his yard with that weird squirrel and making his weird dinners for one, that he's not like, wow, I'm living life. Because don't you – I mean – what do you think his pursuit of happiness is? Like he's trying the route that we're told is going to get you there. Money and Funny um, and fame. fame. Money and fame. Guess what? As somebody who works with people professionally on like their general well-being. Yeah. That ain't it. Mm-hmm. Those people come to see me. Just as frequently, if not more, than people who don't have that. The funny thing is, in his case, for most people, fame and money aren't even a possibility. They're right. They so just have to probably live. know they're never going to get it. Right. Yeah, and so it probably does seem appealing. But he that came easily for him. He right. has the charisma and yes. a big personality. That was no problem. But all that other stuff, relationships, mm-hmm. connection, stability, that's hard. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe that's the trade-off. In order to to boost yourself and your ego and your own uh, uh, 
I don't know, whatever, mm-hmm. fame, mm-hmm. you have to sacrifice the connections and the relationships and the, uh, um, I don't know, way that you like compromise in relationships. Okay. So after he took others, the money, I'm sure, I'm pretty sure you even told me that like people on the crew and stuff were nice to you and were like, I'm so sorry or something like just sort of like, well, a lot of them were, didn't know what to say. And they were kind of the only, I felt that it was really uncomfortable the the 24 to 48 hours after, because nobody wanted to look at me in the eye and nobody wanted to really, the only person who did was TJ. But yeah. yeah, they were for the most part pretty like, Ugh, I'm sorry, like this. Right. But I suspect that to him privately, they were like, that was awesome. Yeah, of course they did. Do you think they did? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I of course. Think. He gave them exactly what they want. The clip that they get to use over and over and over. This is, it, it happened the way it was designed to happen. And I am the pawn. Hmm. Yeah, you were just collateral damage or whatever. Yeah, I'm collateral damage. Okay. Hope it was fun for mm-hmm. everybody. So yeah, you know, I I feel like there's a lot in that that race episode that I think. Yeah, you're saying like you know you're kind of like. What did you call it? Like self, not self righteous, but like sanctimonious. Sanctimonious. Yeah, just sort of That's like. It. Can you believe how amazing we are because we think everyone's equal? It isn't it funny to hear a conversation about race pre like Black Lives Matter like movement like ramp up and just yeah we were like did you ever hear of white privilege. Right. I like, oh my gosh. And the word that I could not figure out that I was trying so yeah. hard to remember was intersectionality. Yeah. I was like yelling at the, the, you know, radio or whatever. Like, yeah, Sarah, that's what that is. Where the ways that you are oppressed in, in one group overlap with the ways that you are oppressed as being a member of another group. So say you are a person of color and uh, have a physical disability, then you, that's the way that those two things intersect Mm -hmm. and you have to deal with like magnified bullshit or or like, you know, I enjoyed the walk down memory lane about Rachel Dolezal. Oh my, I don't think, I think we let her off the hook easy. Yeah, we really did. I was like, we were, we were treating her with like kid gloves. Well, I know we hadn't seen the documentary at that point. And so. Oh, we had just kind of heard about her. She was like in the news. Yeah. We had, like after I saw that and I saw, oh my God, that to me is really disgusting that you are getting by, you, you are, are taking the uh, uh, feelings uh, like you want all of the stuff that the the privileges with none of the pain, but then all like you don't get any of the ways that people of color, like black people, are treated in this country. You didn't have to experience that growing up. Nobody ever talked to you about how you should 
uh, how you should act when you get pulled over by the police. That never, you didn't have any of the fears, none of the generational trauma. Yeah. See, and you want to, you want to, you want people to applaud you for your work that you do for this group. I'm sorry. Nope. I mean, not cool, Rachel, not cool. Because it wasn't just that she sort of felt connected to right. the community or something. She identified. That's the problem. <laughs> you could be an ally. You can feel connected. You can help uh, uh, to amplify the voices of those that don't use your privilege for good in that way to give the microphone to somebody who, but instead you not only want to take the microphone, but you also want to then put on blackface and pretend to be somebody you are not. She really to get the credit. I will what say she really committed to this. I mean, Oh yeah. Like the, the fact that she became a professor of African studies and like was the head of the NAACP in Spokane. Yeah. I mean, that is, it's not funny, but it is so funny right. to me that she, it was like method acting every area yes. of her life was yeah. about how black she was. Yeah. And she was not at all. <laughs> she was blonde, like Irish lady. Oh, and just to hear her parents talk and be like, oh, I, <laughs> don't, know what I don't know what she's talking about. Like, it's like, who are you fooling lady? And I mean, I, again, like, it's almost like I have to hand it to her because she was so unrepentant that it like ruined her life. She could have just said, I'm sorry and disappeared and then got like a normal right. job and started being white lady. But she refused and she's like broke and can't get work. I mean, that's a real what commitment. What does she do now? In the documentary, what was she doing? Oh, I think she yeah, sells cameos or something. It's No. I think so. I think it's, it's been a minute that. since then. That's true. So, I mean, I want to know where she's is she on now? Instagram. I should have looked that up for this. <laughs> it's like she seems like not a real person that you could even look yeah, up. She- Right. It seems almost like a, a, like a time, you know, like a, a person just frozen in that, that. Yeah. That moment. Moment. Right. Yeah. Because it's so peculiar. <laughs> and I, I, I noticed something, the, the thing that I was saying about how we're so like patting ourselves on the back and like self-congratulatory about our own, um, progression or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, ever since Eli Musk, Elon, not Eli, Elon right. Musk, like, Eli, <laughs> um, you know, bought Twitter. I don't use Twitter anymore, and that has right. been great Same. for my like well being. <gasps> yes, yeah, because, it really is because you're not having to like engage. Yeah, because I mean that, that was way. my whole thing on there was like liberal politics jokes about cultural mm-hmm. political stuff, and. I had a great time and I was good at it, but it really doesn't make for <laughs> nuanced opinions right? or even a conversation Yeah, or learning as much. Cause you just, right. you just know what side you're supposed to be on of each issue. And then you just do that. So I'm, I am happier without that in my life. Yeah. So. I'm glad, but I probably would never, I, I had cut down ever since pandemic. I wasn't, I, I think I only tweeted occasionally. 
Yeah. But I was reading because a lot. Because it became not as fun when it's, when it's right. like basically real. Like, yeah. The Trump presidency changed Twitter a lot. Yes, it, it became did. like almost too serious. Like I was in it for the like, hilarity of it all. And then it got like, whoa. I, I think the insurrection yeah. was a turning point also where I was like, wow, this is like something else. And I don't yeah. really want to be on here all day. Just yeah. some saying, I wasn't necessarily wrong about it, but I'm glad I don't, I'm not doing it now. You don't engage yeah. in that. Because it does take a little bit from you. Yeah, it was not serving me. And in the me. same way that, you know, like people say, like, don't watch the news, the nightly news. Mm-hmm. You have, you can't put yourself in that or else it will fuck your head up. I, I listen to NPR every morning as I'm getting ready and stuff. And I was talking about it in front of my sister and she's conservative and she was asking me like about NPR. She wasn't really familiar with it and stuff. And I'm like, it's, it's just, just the facts. Like it's just, mm-hmm. you know, not uh, biased or like presenting a particular worldview. And she's like, well, how do you know? And I'm like, cause it's very boring. Like yeah. <laughs> it's not yes. meant to be entertaining. So they can just say, here's what happened. And then you move on to the next story. Yeah. Um, that's not the, the true only way, you know, but like, but, it does make a difference if it definitely yeah, does. Yeah, if you're doing something for advertising revenue versus if you're not, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Any hoodles? Yeah, that episode I was just like not impressed with us at all. The Me race, neither. and I, I, I think that we would have approached the subject in a very different way. Now, you know, like I feel like there's, I at least for me personally, there's a better understanding of how uh, racial bias and stereotypes and and um, uh, microaggressions impact people and our way of life and are so, like, pervasive in, so- in society. Like, I would... And, like, the systems that are built to keep people oppressed. And I I just feel like I would talk about it with more sensitivity and compassion Mm. and awareness now than I did then, Mm -hmm. you know? That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. There was a new comedy special that came out this week 
by Shane Gillis. And if you don't remember, he was hired on Saturday Night Live a few years ago. And then like segments of his podcast came out that used like language that, you know, many people would find offensive or like, you know, stuff that gets you quote canceled, those kind Mm -hmm. of things. So he was fired before he ever was on SNL. He was hired and fired, um, whatever. And so I was curious whether I would like his comedy because I figured this is the guy who does like shocking Mm -hmm. stuff. And I thought it was really funny actually. It didn't offend me, but it's definitely not for somebody who likes everything to be nicey nice. Like he says like the R word and yeah, like he's not trying to be PC at all, but the jokes were funny. So yeah, I don't know. White guy? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And like, yeah, you just have to kind of decide like, is that, can I handle that? Does that make me feel icky? Whatever. Yeah. To watch it. That word does make me feel like you know. I like that when you're watching it, if you don't know the background, you aren't sure what he believes. Okay. You know? And I think I, I he's like- less like quote unquote offensive than Bill Burr even. Yeah. Oh, Bill Burr. Yeah. Yeah. But to each their own. Yeah. There was a, a quote that you had in this episode. Well, Again, not you quoting, it's the Bible, but you, you, you said that good, maybe, I don't even know if this is the Bible, but good intentions paved the road to hell. That is not the Bible. I don't, but I was like, it sounds religious, but I know you didn't like, it's not like a Susie quote, is it? No, no, no. no. It's like, yeah. Uh, but I thought that was really like, I thought about that a lot that I think a lot of people do have good. I, I was thinking about this when I connected this to trigger, the trigger warning conversation we had Yes, on good brain point. candy this mm-hmm. week. And I was thinking about how there, we try so hard and it can so often totally miss the mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if, even it, when people say, I don't see color. Nope. Nope. No, that's a good intention, but you are, that is paving that road to hell. (laughs) Well, and a lot of times people think that's all that matters. If they mean well, then the effect doesn't matter. The Uh the actual behavior, it's like almost like a get out of jail free card. Yeah. (laughs) And gosh, I see it all the time. Almost, I don't, you know how there's always this debate, like are people good or people bad? Yeah. Almost everybody, I think, is genuinely trying their best. They are. They are. <laughs> and then we all just mess up constantly. Hence this show. All the time. We are... Even action that you don't want to do. Even things that you, you recognize are like... Not the best. Like every behavior serves a function. Mm-hmm. Every single one you can like procrastinating, uh, 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 you know, lying, uh, even things that are negative, like they serve, they, they are meant to somewhere, some part of you believes that you're trying Mm -hmm. to make something or some, someone feel better. Yeah. Like there's no value neutrality. It's There's effects to each thing. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we meant well on that one. We did. Yeah, I don't but think we said I, anything I, offensive. No, I just feel like we could have done better. 
Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I thought, oh, the, okay, a few more things I want to talk about. Um, you asked, have you ever been in a place where you felt like the minority? And I said I had felt like that as a woman, but uh, I have since been in places like that, like where I was like the only white person there. And there is a, there's definitely an awareness that you have of like, at least when I was the only white woman in a group of black women, it felt like I was, I was very aware of not wanting to do the normal white woman Mm -hmm. thing of making it about me or, or like not being there to like listen to other people's stories or like I was there to learn and to listen. And, but I was very aware of who I was in that space. Mm -hmm. And I thought we, and in that moment, I, I, thought it is so important and even listening back to this episode it is so important for us to be a minority in a in a group sometimes and going on a trip like a a a missionary trip does not count as like oh i went and i like volunteered at an orphanage church no white savior shit does not count if you like put yourself in to another like environment with different people and it's that Mm -hmm. sorry yeah uh yeah so but i mean like in your case too though it's not a white savior example but you still were aware of your social the social order of things that you know and you didn't want to like i don't know upset the apple cart but like whenever i was in high school And, you know, I was that outspoken, like Christian, whatever. And it was always taught to us, like, you're going to be in the minority. You're going to be oppressed because of Uh your religion and stuff. So whether or not I was in the minority, I can't say. But I had this sense of, like, I am outnumbered by all these secular Uh sinners. (laughs) For real. (laughs) And Uh I felt this, like, number one superiority, Uh but also... A sense of like, I need to be a good witness to these people so that they see Jesus in me oh, and all that okay. jazz. Yeah. Um, but that's like the only time that I could say that I, I, and that was probably not even accurate. I'm sure most of them identified as Christian people, right, which is not like my kind, still like fundamentalist. <laughs> yes. Yeah, still I mean, they're going to hell. They're going to hell. Come on. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. that's a strange thing. Like it's, it's to be that aware of. Yeah. Wait, wow. being the other. Uh-huh. Whatever. Yeah. No, I'm a heathen I didn't just feel like that else. same feeling of superiority. No, but you probably felt you're aware of the power that you wield. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's good that, like we said, when you, the other thing that this made me think of where, where, like, I have to comment about this. So, I, you know, moving to Denver, there, there is not as much diversity in Colorado as there is in LA. Makes sense, yeah. Not at all. And I, I and the communities that I am hanging out in involved it just isn't the same as it was in LA for me. Yeah, homogenous. Uh the place where I feel that the most where I was like what is actually happening is at concerts. And here's why. Mhm. 
When I would go to shows in L.A., California, it might be the music I was listening to. I'm like going to like. Yeah, the genres have changed for you. Maybe is like different. Everybody there, I I felt like I could dance. Everybody there was on beat. Uh I felt like, okay, we're all in agreement that this is where the beat is. This is where, and everybody's dancing the same. I felt like I was a good dancer. What's happening now? Then I go to Denver and I'm listening to this music that one can be, one can describe as like jam band music. Oh Lord. White people cannot dance. And I, when I am in that environment and I'm like, why is my dancing look so different than everybody else's dancing? Nobody could clap on beat. Nobody can dance. Nobody like I, I people do not I do not either I don't know how to dance to this music and I'm doing it wrong or nobody else is dancing to the right thing because when I'm in when I'm at a concert with people who when the crowd is diverse I feel like a good dancer. When I'm at a, like a crowd where the majority of people there are white and dressed in Birkenstocks and tie dye, oh God. I don't even. I all don't of think a sudden, something goes. I, I do not know what is happening. I don't think those types of people are like trying. You've seen like footage from Woodstock. Yeah, but they, I think there are people who are trying. If you're trying that hard with your outfit, I feel like you got to try a little bit with the dance moves. But it's like the rhythm in their soul only. Yeah, they're all hopped up mm, on drugs. Listen, the rhythm in your soul is not matching the rhythm that everyone else is hearing, and that is a problem for me. You got to quit going to those concerts. I do. I think so. I was like, I got to add some. I got to mix this up. I got to like Lauren Hill and the Fugees are coming. I'm like, ah, there we go. Because you know Billy Joel's go fans. White people, right? Yeah. White people people. were okay there. There was clapping on the beat. I think it, it was not good. I think at, it's a genre at, problem. Re, like reggae, like white reggae band. Reggae. I love that song. It's my favorite joke. It's my favorite, favorite joke. I like that. And you mean to tell me a shrimp fry at this race? <laughs> it never gets old. Those are my two. Yeah, ever since you told me, and I'm like, well, that's mine now. I'm taking it because that is (laughs) and you could use it for country too. Country, I love that song. And it works. And people get so mad when they are fans of it, and you say it around them. They kind of know what you mean, but they totally know. (laughs) Okay, I love that song. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. That is such a good joke. Oh my goodness! Good times. Good Good times. times, Great oldies. I'm glad we took that break, though, Sarah. That was not going to work. I was a that was a busy yeah. summer. Uh, very I think busy. We needed that a was refresh. what we got wrong. We yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But now we're back and rest easy, everybody. We were wrong yeah. about way more stuff, so it's not going to stop anytime soon. Yeah. All right, people. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>